Good evening. We're so excited to be reunited with our uh, listeners. This is the ZB Cast. Uh, my name is Jeff, and around the table we have David, John, and Aaron. It has been probably about, I'm guessing, two, two and a half months since we have all been together, gathered around whichever folding table we happen to find. Um, this summer, I know a couple of us have traveled um, internationally, and our schedules in the summertime tend to get a little bit more hectic. We also have um, a new baby amongst our midst. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yes, got, I got to hold her today. It was very nice, and it's not my baby, just so you know. Um, got to hold uh, Aaron's new baby girl. And why don't you tell us a little about your experience in adopting Aaron? You know, um, my baby is uh, just a beautiful little girl. She um, she just has this little smirk that you know brings uh, a joy to my face. But um, it you know it was involved. Uh, it takes it takes about the same amount of time to adopt as it takes to give birth naturally. I think we spent nine months doing paperwork and waiting and paperwork and more waiting. What's her name? I'm going to call her Lena. We, so we had to go to we had to go pick her up and spent a couple weeks there uh, dealing with all the paperwork and then uh, came home. So been home now about three weeks and. Can you adopted great. from Texas? Texas. Texas. And so you've been back for just to, uh, we will date ourselves a little bit. You got you've been back for about a week, week and a half or so now. Been back about a week and a half. Week so week she's half. three weeks old. So we're we're excited to have you back and to have a new uh, member of the ZB family. And so congratulations. Thanks. Um, anybody else have any uh, travels or travails I'd like to discuss from our last, from the time we last were together? John, I, have a, you're, I don't think I've seen you at all since the last time we recorded. It's been, nope. it's been a while. No, that was, what, May? May, probably. Yeah. 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 How, how, has, how has your summer been? Good, good. We traveled, uh, did some hiking, some mountain biking, went to Primani Brothers. Is that right? Yeah, Primani Brothers. What is Primani Brothers? So that's, that's new to me. It's a meal and a sandwich. A meal and a sandwich. Yeah, so basically the way it works is you, you order whatever type of sandwich you want. And they serve it on, not like hoagies, but on uh, slices of French bread. And so, for example, uh, I got the pastrami. So it's bread, pastrami, coleslaw, French fries, and then another piece of bread. It's very good. I and mean, it's not like a mayonnaise-based coleslaw. It's like an oil uh, salt and pepper. It's really good. It's, <laughs> a, uh, it's based out of Pittsburgh, and they have a couple in Florida. Very interesting. Very interesting. David, how about you? Went to Pittsburgh with John. Very cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. John, John, and his brother Jared took me mountain biking for the first time. They both managed to bust their tires. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I went ahead down the mountain without them, thinking I was going on a rescue mission. And uh, I came back to what we thought we'd designated as our rally point, and they weren't there. And so uh, eventually we met back up. They, they'd already made their way back into the town, and uh, that was a good time. It was a little disconcerting when they both had mountain bikes. I, I had just a hybrid bike I was trying to use to mountain bike with, and for them to both pop their tires, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were riding pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. Good. And then I got to travel um, to a conference over in Spain this summer with my company. That was a neat experience as well. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I've been, I did a little hiking, did a little scuba. So I've been, a, I've been a few places. So it's been a good summer back in the groove of school. So uh, we thought we'd uh, kind of think about uh, summertime. And then think about summertime. I know for me and for uh, the youth of the church, 
um, or the youth anywhere, and a lot of families that have uh, kids, summertime is a time when we tend to have idle time. And it's a time where we are able to have more free time than oftentimes we have during um, the bulk of the year. And uh, there are often times where I think about um, idle time or about what we would call free time. Uh, what do you guys think about free time or idle time? What, sh- what should we be doing when we're not sleeping, eating, or working? I was thinking that uh, the best activity might be playing Xbox. <laughs> and why so? Well, because there's just such a great variety. And I like the controller, the control setup pretty well. Like the, could you like the interface with the system? Yeah. And so what, how does that help contribute to the kingdom? Well, who said anything about contributing to the kingdom? You just asked what we thought we should do with our idle time. <laughs> now you're putting parameters on us. <laughs> we didn't agree to build the kingdom. <laughs> a little presumptuous of you, is it not? You, well, as long as I'm playing SimCity, I feel like I'm building up my city-building skills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. David, what do you do with your idle time? Your oh, free time? well, w- when I don't play Xbox like Aaron, I watch all the reality shows that I can get my hands on. Like Jersey Shore. Sure, if you need you, Why not? <laughs> John, how about you? <laughs> what do I do? Uh, I, I volunteer at my local uh, ladder. That's what I do. I save people's lives in my free time. I have a scripture about... I think this indirectly. Is ridiculous. <laughs> I think I have a scripture that indirectly I think relates to idleness, and uh, it comes it comes from Proverbs, Proverbs eleven twenty five. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty eight twenty five. He that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Okay. Uh, it's in, it's a little in obscure, uh, but I tend to to gain fat when I have too much idle time, and so I think that just shows that. I'm putting my trust in the Lord in those moments. Are there any verses around that that contextualize that that verse? Well, also in pro, uh, no, I'm sorry, in Psalms 92. No, no, he, no he asked a question. <laughs> okay, he asked a question. No, don't dodge. We are not going to let that roll. Nice okay. try. Okay, all right. Well, hold, hold on a second. Whoso robbeth his father or his mother and saith it is no transgression, the same is the companion of a destroyer. He that is proud of a heart stirreth up strife, but he that is puffed, uh, who putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. That's around it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think just because you're fat, that means you put your trust in the Lord. I think that's a gross understatement. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about the diligent man. <laughs> yeah, let's. Proverbs 13, 4, the soul of the sluggard desireth, and have nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Okay, what, it, the soul shall be made fat. So, what do you think? It, what do you think in the in the context of the Old Testament? What What do you think it means when people are, are made fat? What one? What God says to one, He says table, to all. There's, well, I'll speak for myself. Um, that means I'm very diligent and um, very whatever. Trusting, trusting, and diligent because I've been made fat, and so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just reading, the, I'm just reading the word as I see it, which is always safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we take it for face value around here. Yeah, uh, my guess is that in those days, that the bigger you are, the more wealth that you had. I'm guessing that the more trusting you are of God, the more He'll bless you. 
Hence, the more things you can buy, which would be food. It didn't say that in the contextual verses around. It did. I, okay, so obviously <laughs> he's talking about caloric intake. That's it. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things to do is to get together with the saints, my friends. Good segue. Okay. And so what? why, why is that beneficial? I, I came from a, an area, especially late in my high school years, where I really didn't have a good youth group and, and the friends that I was hanging out with were, were partaking in activities that were not kingdom building. They were anti-kingdom building. And so I, I, I really jumped at the opportunity to be up here and to have friends that were willing to get together and be involved in activities and, and just to hang out and do things that weren't um, destructive to my Christian walk. However, with that being said, I, I find that they weren't necessarily kingdom building activities either. Just because you're with the saints doesn't make it. I was I was about to ask activity. if you and I had to hang out together because we are both saints and we can play Xbox together. Right, right, and, and that's the point. I mean, that's exactly the point. Is you can't you can't rest on the fact that just because you're hanging out with people that belong to your faith or, or you go to church with or you know that they're Christian, just the fact that you're with them doesn't make your activities edifying. Is yeah. that is that what you were getting at with your question? More so than. Well, and but Sim City is certainly it certainly is facing that direction. Right. Kingdom building, it's just a digital kingdom. Well, that's why uh, I watch reality. Unfortunately, we don't live in a digital kingdom, and we don't live in reality. Well, television. it's reality TV. That way, I can learn how to act in reality. In the bachelor pad, sure, or wherever else you're at, reality wise. Right, <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. An island. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, Captain Kurt Contrarians aside. Um, I know when I look at my life, uh, oftentimes, well, we, we're four, I would call middle-class people. Um, we all have college degrees. We all work middle-class-ish type jobs. Um, and I think, I, I was just thinking recently about the parallels because we, um, relatively speaking, don't want other people to be able to partake the fruit of our labors financially. We don't want... Um, we're all, I, I mean, relatively levels of generous, um, and it's easy for us to to want to want everybody to do their own part financially to have, provide for themselves. But I think it's easy to sometimes um, spiritually to want things to happen and want to partake of that and other people's blessings. Um, and it takes just as much work to get those those spiritual blessings as it does those monetary blessings. I think being middle class, being the society we live in, the time that we live in, we have more free time at our disposal than anybody that's ever ever been on this earth as, as a class of people, you know, that have been individuals. But, and so I think the question of how we spend that time is extremely important for us. So I, when I evaluate my, my own expenditure of free time, I do a lot of stupid stuff with my free time. Go ahead and lay it out for us. Um, for example. For example. Uh, well, I mean, I, I love... I love, oh. I, love the, I love the game Civilization. Um, to go to, to to segue with Aaron and his obsession with Xbox. So do you do you rule as a dictator? Um, is that how I want to win? Is, yeah. Do, do you do it through military force? Yeah, that's that's the that's the route that I that's the route that I win with is by taking over the world. Do, do you take out over all the uh, the the ports and force other countries into bad trades? Um, I'm not uh, the version of Civilization that I play doesn't have that I don't think and hmm. so I have an older I Civ 3 I think and so but I know that for myself I mean I can blow 8 to 10 hours in a weekend 
easily. I and, mean, and to be fair, the turns can last like half an hour sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you, especially if you have a lot of active armies or whatever, whatever else is happening, you have a lot of cities to deal with. I mean, it's it can take a little time. Um, regardless, there's times where I look back on what I've done over the like a weekend and thought I, I wasted a ton of time doing something that was completely and utterly without merit. How, how do you, how, how do you, how in your own lives do you stop yourself from doing that? Kids. Kids. Sad but true. <laughs> See, I have yet to have the blessing of children to keep me from idle times like that. Buying a house, maintaining it. <laughs> that helps. I think having a support group. Okay. You know, when you have others around you that encourage you to do something worthwhile and, and then, you know, you take turns because everybody has down days, down weeks, down months, and, and, you know, it helps to have somebody there with you to kind of get you back on your feet and then vice versa you know you can turn around and do that the next time like this podcast brought to you by zionbound does anybody else have any any uh, anything that it's a temptation to do to waste your idle time because as david said we i mean we have more idle time we have more we have the capacity to have more idle time than probably any time in history at least for i mean a broad chunk of people right for me the the way that i uh, i guess i wouldn't say that i try to get rid of my idle time but I will say that the quickest way to get rid of my idle time is to commit to service activities um, at church. And so, like, I'm teaching a Sunday school class right now. For every Sunday that I have a Sunday school class, I spend, you know, two, maybe four hours preparing. Uh, well, that's two to four hours that I'm not idle. It is a choice. You know, I, I chose to agree to teach the Sunday school class. But my choice wasn't, hey, I want to get rid of my idle time, so I'm going to do this. But for a person who wants to get rid of their idle time, that would be a good way. Um, but for the person who just wants to do good things, that's also a good way. Uh, but for every every activity like that, um, you know, there's an associated amount of prep time that can be taken, and that I think then becomes non-idle time, but very productive time. T-shirt screen printing is a very good way to create non-idle time. Highly recommended. Yeah, <laughs> go buy a screen printing press. It's lots of fun. No, I was, that, that's that's true. I mean, when is that it? It does it, it did a good service um, for us um, in making the t-shirts. Plus, it was something to do that it didn't take that much time, really. Yeah. No. But it was also a good way to fellowship and and fundraise for making pocket size book of Mormon. Exactly. So I, I saw that as a that was a fun way to spend time. That was also I thought somewhat edifying. It's a, whose responsibility is it to find um, endeavors. To spend your time, because it's it's easy to it's easy to plug into something. I know in my life it's really easy. If somebody else has something that's going, it's really easy for me to say, "Well, that's a good activity. I want to do that." Um, but whose responsibility is it to generate uh, new activities and new ideas that are going to help um, not only spend some of the idle time, but also uh, help uh, help the cause of the kingdom? I think it's up to the pastor. I, well, I, it's always got to come back to personal responsibility. But I think the resources are there. I think the activities are there. I think there are people and organizations that, whether professionally or volunteer-based uh, organizations, do have the mechanism set up to spend your time wisely in, in whatever type of service you want to be a part of. Okay. I think it's important to identify the things that you feel passionate about and plug yourself in in those areas because uh, those are the areas in which you'll feel less uh, resentment you know, giving your time. I mean, initially you're going to have this, 
so maybe a euphoria or whatever of hey I'm giving myself a service great go 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 but then after an hour or two that fades that, that quickly goes away uh, for the person who says that all giving all quote-unquote altruistic giving is really selfish has never given more than a couple hours in my opinion because uh, after a while it is work it really is and so if you're going to put yourself into an area of service of work you should pick an area which you're passionate about okay but for the person that <clears throat> for the person that isn't involved that would come from the outside so say uh, say David came up from Florida when he was a kid and went to a, a church camp and had a great experience goes back down to Florida where does that leave him near the beach <laughs> I mean who who what would he do you know without the quote support group that's that's what that's that, things that's really difficult yeah that's a realistic problem and logistically as a as a youth how would he have the means to do what we would call you know building the kingdom well you know one year after mammoth camp um some kids had really caught the fire i think maybe it was the first year of mammoth camp in fact and they went back to their local schools and created uh you know flagpole prayer on their own i mean they didn't they didn't um they didn't really go get the support of teachers or i mean any, i don't think they probably would have been successful with that but on their own in their own schools they went and created you know basically student-led prayer and no matter if you're if you're in florida or where you are you can do the same sort of thing by yourself you just reach out and, and touch the people around you and say hey let's meet at the flagpole and have some prayer before school and so there's little things that you can do where you are to make a difference and is it still fair to expect that uh, of everybody, though? Prayer? No, no. Well, yes, prayer, but um, uh, generating. But yeah, own. yeah, be, being your own person to go to. I mean, because not everybody has that that foundation or that background, and so I think if we if we reduce it just to say, well, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it, I don't think that's fair to to people that aren't as um, involved in the church. It's not. It's not everybody's personality within their grasp to change a full school, a whole city, a whole state, a whole country. And I, I'm, I'm thinking of the story of Abinadi in the Book of Mormon, where, you know, he went to the stake and gave his life for his beliefs. And really, the only person that we have a record of whose life was changed and impacted was Alma. But then Alma went out into the wilderness and restored the church and, and brought many souls into Christ. And so, there you have a, an example of uh, someone who potentially did so much, uh, yet really did it for the sake of one soul. And so. You know, well, I, I, I would I would say that Abinadi. I'm not sure if he even knew one soul was saved. True. Uh, I think that he, I think he just did it because he felt the impress of God's spirit saying, "I want you to go do this." And uh, I think he had probably a similar charisma as Alma. Uh, but how hard is that? Can you? I mean, is no, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not well, saying well, everybody should go well, die at the well, stake. No, no. But I mean, uh, well, I just, well, here's what I'm saying. I'm trying to. I, okay, I'm, finish your thought. But I, I mean, I think. A, Go ahead. I don't think everybody should take a point, and you're right, but it, it, you leave on fire from camp, you, you find like you, you need to do something with your idle time, something edifying, but it doesn't have to be something that incorporates the whole school. It doesn't have to be anything where you're up in front of anybody. It doesn't have to be a leadership type something. There's there's something you can do to, to help one person uh, that, that you know that might need help, need a friend, need need whatever. I mean, 
for the millions of people that are listening to our podcast, each one of them has a different opportunity <laughs> to share. <laughs> you know, each one of them have million. different temptations. Don't, don't put the S on it. Million. For the million people that listen, you know, each of them have different temptations for how to spend their free time. They have different opportunities to serve. And so, you know, it's, it's impossible for us to say exactly what any one person should do. But for anyone to think that there's nothing they can do is just, it's false. And that's just an excuse and a justification for not doing anything. Well, could it be as simple, simple as just keeping yourself? on the straight and narrow is is that unfair to everybody else i would hope there's more to it but i mean remember we're talking about people in in this scenario we were talking about people in outlying areas i to quote uh, a great religious leader and singer faith without works is like a screen door in a submarine it's not scripture but it is close to scripture uh paul said show me your faith without works and i'll show you my faith by my works back then (laughs) Rich That's why I said it's not scripture. Oh, Richie Rich. Yeah. But he based it off of Paul's comment that show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Right. And I think that the point is that faith generates works. I think that everybody should be actively engaged in a good work. Yeah, and, but, and I think what David is saying is that that could be different for different, different per people. person. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sure. some people are petrified by the thought of being in front of others. And so mm-hmm. they're not going to start a group that prays at the flagpole no, but every, they, or even like every week. or I mean, but, but they could send anonymous letters to people's and encouragement of, you know, whatever else. They could also be mm-hmm. praying for people. Mm-hmm. Not, they could do things that are not in front of people. Right. I think identifying positive ways to spend your time, though, is a very difficult thing to do. I think it is. I, I know, I, especially, I mean, we, we're focusing on the youth. Um, another another whole segment of of people we don't often think about in free time are the are retirees. They have, I mean, inordinate amounts. If I have some right. family members that are retired, and they're, I mean, they're searching for something to give their life meaning in this phase. Right. Because we're, I mean, we're living longer and longer, and we're not working longer and longer. A lot of people, I mean, they still are stopping working at the same relative age, but they might live 25, 30 years right. in retirement. That's a lot of time, and, and and sometimes their movement is restricted. So what what is it? What can they do? What, what what can they do to be anxiously engaged and not just spend their idle time watching Fox News? <laughs> I think that I, I I think we've probably all heard a sermon before or come out of a service like convicted like I need to remove this from my life. And, and I, I I heard a wise preacher one time came down to Florida and spoke and was talking about for those people that try and remove those things from their lives. But don't fill it with something positive. You just create that vacuum, and you're going to end up back in that same spot. And I found that to be very true. At first, when he said it, I thought, I don't know about that, because this guy comes up with some other pretty kooky stuff. But if I agree, it's crazy. The more I dwell on that, uh, the more I think it makes sense. You know, because if if you deny yourself of of something that's in the way of serving God, then that's great. That's a that's the first the most that's a necessary first step. But if you, then you don't. Uh, do something positive with that time. You're gonna gra- naturally. You're gonna gravitate back to those old activities. And I can speak poorly of, of this person, and it's not gossip because he's sitting right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that wouldn't that fall in line with my argument then? That would it be unfair for you just to work on yourself? Well, I think I think would it be unfair to think, just I work think, on I yourself? Think, I think I think if we if we believe in the kingdom, just working on ourselves isn't building the kingdom it's that's i mean if you're just focusing on your own personal sanctification and that's your goal i don't i think you've lost sight of what it means to really work on yourself because working on yourself means you're working on those around you and that doesn't mean that you have to influence the whole world but you're going to be 
doing things to bless those around you, whether it's tiny things that uh, go unnoticed or whether it's big things that um, everybody sees. I think part of getting your own life cleaned up is going to be something that's going to influence others. The reality is we influence others regardless, and we just get a chance to choose how we influence them. I mean, I, I can't imagine going through a life without touching somebody in a day, one way, positively or negatively. Uh, of course, I've got two kids and a wife, so it makes it especially uh, difficult to not touch anybody. But even when I, even back when I was single, I mean, being a programmer, you know, we tend to be cave dwellers most of the time anyway. But even even programmers interact on a very regular basis with people. And I just can't imagine going through a day where I didn't interact with somebody and create a positive or negative experience with that person. Um, and so if, if I've changed my life, then my works should be evident in everything that I do. Mormon 494 says, Be wise in the days of your probation. Strip yourselves of all uncleanliness. Ask not that ye may consume it on your lusts, but ask with a firmness unshaken that you will yield to no temptation, but that you will serve the true and living God. I think that, do you think that kind of qualifies a step-by-step -step process we're talking about? Like that you first must deny yourselves of all uncleanliness, you must remove things from your life, and then with that time that you have, it says, ask not that you may consume it on your own lust, and then you move forward from that and you yield to no temptation, and then you begin to serve the true and living God. I have a concern, you know, when you talk about just, just keeping yourself straight, that the natural path that that would lead you to is asking for things and doing things that you just consume for yourself. Whether it be your own lust or not, it just it becomes all about you, and I, I don't find that to be conducive with the kingdom-building process. Am I off there? No. I think I, I, I like that. To add a little bit of balance, though, I think if uh, we can look at individuals in Scripture that spent a lot of time by themselves. Sure. I mean, I, I just got done saying I don't, we, we rarely go through days where we don't interact, but uh, just having talked a little bit about Elijah to this morning in my Sunday school class, Elijah spent, you know, maybe six months uh, or four months, some, some number of months alone by a, a creek with ravens bringing him food. He wasn't really interacting with very many people in that situation. Well, he had a lot of idle time, losing too. Losing his life, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Um, well, I wouldn't say that's a minor detail as to why he secluded himself. <laughs> Talking about idle time, I mean, what did he do for six months? I, that's exactly right. I, I think he counted ravens. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hmm. I think it's... I mean, if, 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 if somebody were to say, you have to go spend six months alone and we want you to focus on the Lord... Or, or we're going to kill you. Or we're going to kill you. What, what, what would be the first thing you'd say you need to take with you? Can't ask it me depends that again. on the Besides, immediacy I mean, I'm not, of death. I'm not talking about gear-wise. I mean, if somebody said, you have to go flee because somebody's chasing you to try to kill you, and it'll be you alone with the Lord, and he'll be blessing you. What would, I mean, what would be something you'd take with you? You mean besides scriptures? Yeah, I mean that well, sounds kind of trite, well, but well, doesn't well, it? But I mean that's that's the answer. Well, see, well, see that's I mean that's what's in my head. Is I, I well, you should bring your scriptures. I don't think he had. Script, I don't think there were scriptures for him right. to bring. And so right. well, they, he not, had the books of Moses. Yeah, but do you think he carried them with him? No. Okay, no, so I'm just saying <laughs> they were something that he was familiar with. They were something he's familiar with. They were probably scrolls or something else. Yeah. And I doubt he even carried them with him. You know, it'd be handy in a situation like that. Be a pocket-sized Book of Mormon that, that you could be, just slide that in your pocket, if, which is available. 
if the book of Mormon existed at that point, which it unfortunately did not. No. And but so for us today, for us, for us today, if you're but, fleeing but, but, today, if grab your pocket-sized book of Mormon. Yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking before about, the book of Mormon Nephites ever left. Well, I know that that's that's, 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 that's what's peculiar to me is like we think about oh if I had all that free time I could really get into the Word of God. He he couldn't do. I mean it was yeah. him and the Lord. I mean there was no nothing to read, nothing to. I mean he's passing the time all day long. Just him, the ravens, the creek. I like camping. I love camping. That would get old really fast. Especially once the creek dried up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would get old and dry. Well, he, he moved on then. He'd be very thirsty. So what, what kind of counsel recommendations would we give to our million listeners of what to do to if, – if they have a problem with idleness and they're looking – they know what they need to eliminate, but they're at this – very difficult question of what do I do? Like, what do you plug in? What do I plug in? What do you plug in? That's a good question. What do you guys think? Well, again, I say look to your passions. Well, here's what I think we should do. I'm just joking with you. I know. I, I, go for it. <laughs> look to your passions? <laughs> your pastorate. I think he's going to say your pastor, right? No. Or your passions? Passions. Passions. He said passions. passions. Yeah. Look to your passions. Okay. What things are you interested in? That could be dangerous. <laughs> like I said, you, you're going to get past your first couple hours of service, and it's going to be... It's going to get into the doldrums. It's going to get into the work. And That's so true. at that point, you need to be doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. Now, I will say that um, some service projects, service activities become enjoyable when you don't think that they will be to begin right. with. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say don't do anything that doesn't sound fun. Uh, try some things, but look first to the things that, you know, at a base level you enjoy. Do you enjoy talking with people? Then... Do something that involves talking to people. Uh, if you prefer alone time, well, then do stuff that, you know, writing letters or, you know, maybe translating if, if you know more than one language. I mean, there's lots of things you can do by yourself. So you look to your personality and the things that you enjoy and uh, build from there. I think that's such an important question that needs to be really flushed because I think we have the church has a lot of idle time. I mean, if you were to total the, the idle time of the church members, the time that we spend doing things that, um, and, I, and I, not to say that there's not time that we need to to do something to mentally rejuvenate or other. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think there's there are times when Jesus just walked and talked to the disciples. They didn't need to do. They didn't need, need to go build villages in a small town or help heal people. I mean, there was times where they they just. They fellowshiped, and I think fellowship is a is a is a fine thing to do with um, with time. But there needs to be we need to we do need as a church need to develop a plan for what or develop ideas for our youth, our middle aged, our retirees who have idle time, who have time that they're not doing things that are required for everyday life. Well, I I do think we ought to uh, be careful about the middle aged category. I, I it's easy to project lots of free time on on that category, but. I'm not convinced. Are we not middle age? Married with kids, uh, I would say. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about playing the Xbox, but I haven't had time to play the Xbox in six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it just doesn't fit into my schedule. Uh, now, I make will say that I'm a workaholic and that I fill every spare moment of my time with something that isn't necessarily idle time. But um, I I still think that a number of people find their days are very very busy. Well, I've, my days are busy. I don't, I mean, but I think some some of the things I put in my days are not mm. are not necessary. Yeah. And those things that aren't necessary, is there something I could be doing that would be better? 
You know, we do, I want to just throw a little spin on this. We, we think in terms of just our needs and the, the necessary things. Um, and we, we're kind of on the vein right now of kicking out all idleness. Uh, but I'm not convinced that all idleness is uh, sinful, that it needs to all go away. Um, when we're, you know, the Zion is, is described as, you know, certainly having the needs met, but also having just wants met Mm -hmm. and just wants is a it's a non-necessary thing it's akin to an idle moment Uh, so I don't I don't think that um, a Christian life is a life devoid of idleness and I I, I agree Um, I think there's a balance and sometimes I feel it's it's easy to have the to tip the scales some people tend to tip the scales towards being workaholics, I'm not saying you are one of those people. <coughs> Megan might. Um, other people tip the scales towards doing lots of just recreational things. Um, yeah. And so I, I think it's one of those things that I, a saintly life, there should be a balance as far as what we're, what we're spending our time doing. Because the time is the, is the one asset, the one blessing we have that we can't get more of. I mean, and you a, never know how much you have. You never know how much you have. And so it's not like money where you can get more or... I mean, sleep, but you can get more. It's, I mean, it's time. And I think Aaron's counsel to find something you're passionate about is, is key. Because we hear testimonies of maybe men that have gone on missionary trips or people that have been involved in certain things. And, and it's, I don't want to use the term flashy, but you look at those and think, boy, that's something I could do. But the, the, the truth of the matter is serving God, building the kingdom is not always flashy. And I think you made the point that uh, there's going to be a point when it gets difficult and it's down the doldrums and you just have to push through. And so if you're not passionate about it, you're going to you're going to give up, mm-hmm. find something else. So I, I would echo those thoughts if those were your thoughts. Good friend of mine says that in the kingdom, she wants to be the bathroom cleaning lady because she doesn't like lots of attention. And rarely people give a lot of attention to people who clean the bathroom. So that's, that's the job she wants in the kingdom. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. I don't think we have enough of those people. And we need somebody to clean the guy's bathroom. Anybody? <laughs> I think she can clean both. Um, so hopefully we've given you something to think about tonight. Any other uh, closing thoughts? I think we started kind of wacky, but I think we uh, hope It's kind of a wacky question. It was kind of, well, I think it's a wacky question, but I think it's an important question. Um, that's why I asked it. So if it's not important, I'm sorry to those of you who had to listen to this. Uh, but hopefully today gave you something to think about, and uh, you can use this in your life to, uh, to to be a better steward over your time, both the time that you think you have and the time that you really do have. So until we are together at last in Zion, let us remain Zion bound. Who is that? Is that me? That's not me. That's you. I've got Kathy's phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>